Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. This is David Shoemaker, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Thelema. This month's segment is going to be on the star sapphire. I thought I'd break it down to the basics once again and uh, cover one of the foundational rituals of Thelema. Uh, now, the Star Sapphire, as you may know, is a Class D publication. Uh, it was first published in uh, the Book of Lies as Chapter 36 of the Book of Lies. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the, uh, the number 36 is, of course, 6 times 6, and 6 is a number that is sacred to the sun. Uh, the formula of the hexagram relates to Tefereth and the Sphere of the Sun, so it's fitting that we'd have six as the as the as a key number of the book. Uh, Crowley comments in the Book of Lies that this is the quote real and perfect ritual of the hexagram. And while this uh, sounds like it could be Crowley saying this is the sort of the new version of the lesser ritual of the hexagram, I'm going to argue that uh, that it serves a different purpose, and we'll see more of that a little bit later. Um, so, as usual, when I'm doing a, a ritual-based uh, segment, I suggest you have the ritual in front of you, uh, some sort of copy of the ritual in front of you, whether that's online or in a book. So, um, as I was saying, I, I think in spite of what we might interpret, how we might interpret Crowley's description um, of this as the real and perfect ritual of the hexagram, I, I really don't see it as a replacement for the lesser ritual of the hexagram, and this is for several reasons. First of all, there's no banishing form. Second of all, um, the format and formula of the ritual is is not really designed to be customized to specific planetary or zodiacal workings, and that is one of the important functions of the lesser ritual or of the, the basic ritual of the hexagram um, that you would be familiar with from Libra O, whether lesser or greater. Um so you can't really adapt the star sapphire to uh, fit within a specific working in, in terms of it being itself a specific invocation or banishing. Um, finally, and most importantly, uh, I think the formula of the ritual, uh, its purpose, and its effect is really much more exalted than um, merely a, a, a daily ritual like the lesser ritual, the hexagram, or the uh, the specific nature of a, of a greater ritual, the hexagram. This is something bigger, something more important, in my view, and we'll go into detail on that. Now, there have been uh, sexual interpretations of this ritual, and these are certainly valid and worthy of exploration, but uh, today we're going to focus on non-sexual readings of this text and uh, explore what what this might mean uh, more on a mystical side and uh, and, of course, as usual, a practical side. Um, some some magicians have advanced the theory that the ritual is in effect an invocation of the holy guardian angel, and uh, there are a number of pieces of evidence that this is the case, uh, in my view, from the construction of the ritual as well as its effects. And I concur with this interpretation that this ritual, the star sapphire, is designed to exalt the consciousness of the magician um, to to the extent the magician is capable at that stage of development, uh, unite them in, in, in uh, consciousness with the Holy Guardian Angel. Um, a magician who has already achieved knowledge and conversation will have, m very likely, uh, much more pronounced effects from doing this ritual. Um, in fact, 
in my view, it's almost like a short form version of uh, Libersomic. Um, so a magician post knowledge and conversation could use the star sapphire as, as kind of a, uh, I don't want to demean it, but sort of like a Cliff's Notes version of, of Libersomic as a, a daily kind of communion with the angel. And uh, we'll look at some similarities to Libersomic and, and some specifics uh, in just a minute. Another piece of evidence that this ritual is something more, uh, you know, than than a, a simple daily ritual, is um, you see some themes here that connect with the HGA experience, like the the theme of the union of opposites, or the theme of uniting a multiplicity of things into one thing, the the unity idea, and um, the union of adept and angel is a union of opposites after a fashion. The the way that with knowledge and conversation we unify all the threads of our being into into one in many senses uh, all the voices inside that compete for our attention and our energy are united in the one voice of the HGA so with those preliminaries in in mind let's start walking through the ritual um, got your copy handy I assume we begin let the adept be armed with his magic rood and provided with his mystic rose. So, again, we're interpreting all of these things mostly from a mystical standpoint. I'll throw in some practical tips along the way. Um, what we're saying here on a mystical level is the magician is armed with his own life force, his aspiration to the HGA, the, the rod of force that is his true wand. Um, and the object of desire, the mystic rose, the holy guardian angel, is ever-present, therefore provided. Um, in practical terms, it is actually useful to have a physical wand when you perform the ritual, as with other forms of the pentagram and hexagram rituals. Next we read, uh, in the center, let him give the LVX signs, or if he know them, if he will and dare to do them, and can keep silent about them, the signs of Knox being the signs of Puer, Weir, Puella, Mulier. Omit the sign, Isis rejoicing. Now, um, the LVX signs can be given as the full analysis of the keyword, just like in the lesser ritual of the hexagram. Now, um, in the Living Thelema book, there is an alternate version of the analysis that removes the focus on the dying god formula, so you might want to check that out if, you, if you'd like a sort of a more uh, thelemically appropriate, I, I would I would offer, uh, uh, version of the hexagram formula. In any case, you can give the LVX, LVX signs according to the analysis. I suggest working with the, the LVX signs rather than the Knox signs at first, um, at least until there have been several months of practice with the LVX signs. The Knox signs are, in my view, more appropriate to someone who has already passed the grade of Adeptus Minor and has set his sights on the supernal Knight of Pan that awaits beyond the abyss. That's fitting for the Knox formula. While the LVX signs are referred to the grade of Adeptus Minor, the Knox signs, as you may recall, correspond to the AA grades of Adeptus Major, Adeptus Exemptus, Babe of the Abyss, and Magister Templi. And it is the Magister Templi sign of uh, Isis rejoicing that is omitted here, according to Crowley. So um, LVX kind of gets you to Tefereth 
NOX gets you from Teferith to Bina across the abyss. So you are standing in the center of the temple. You have given the analysis of the keyword uh, or the NOX signs. Then the instruction is as follows. Let him advance to the east and make the holy hexagram, saying, Pateret Mater Unus Deus Ararita, which translates as, The Father and Mother are the one God Ararita. Now, in this ritual, I suggest you use the invoking form of the earth hexagram, as shown in Libra O, whenever the hexagram is drawn. Point the wand to the center of the hexagram you've just drawn, and then utter the phrase indicated. Um, you can use the full phrase associated with Ararita if you wish, if you know it. Um, that would be Ekudrosh, Ekudothodrosh, Yakudotho, Temeratho, Ekud. And this is usually translated as one, and his, one is his beginning, one is his individuality, his permutation is one. So you can just vibrate Ararita as a notarcon of that or the full phrase. Um, so draw the hexagram, point the wand to the center, utter the phrase, and then carry a connecting line to the next quarter. Um, and you'll do this for each subsequent quarter so that uh, by the time you're done, you'll have drawn a complete circle um, back to the east. Next, let him go round to the south. Make the holy hexagram and say, Materet filius unus deus ararita. This translates as, Mother and Son are the one God, Ararita. Next, let him go round to the west, make the holy hexagram, and then say, Filius et Filia unus Deus, Ararita. And this is, Son and Daughter are the one God, Ararita. Finally, the instruction is, let him go round to the north, make the holy hexagram, and then say, Filia et Pater unus Deus, Ararita. This is daughter and father are the one God, Ararita. So you see what we've done here. We've done a, a deosil circle, father, mother, son, daughter, connecting them all the way around, including uh, the daughter back to the father. So it's it's Yote Vafe, the Tetragrammaton, um, an unending unified circle of holy creation and transmutation. Uh, it's the power and potency of the Godhead itself manifesting in an individual's life as the influence of the HGA. So, a much more exalted formula than a simple daily hexagram ritual. And um, to me, a really beautiful ritualization of that formula, if I can use that word. Um, so we've come around the circle, you've drawn the connecting line back to the east, then the ritual proceeds as follows. It says, let him then return to the center, and so to the center of all, making the rosy cross as he may know how, saying, Ararita, Ararita, Ararita. In this the signs shall be those of Set Triumphant and of Baphomet. Also shall Set appear in the circle. Let him drink of the sacrament, and let him communicate the same. Now, there's a lot to work with there, um, and this is really the uh, the meat of the ritual, the climax of the ritual in many ways. If your mind works like mine, you, you've already been working on multiple sexual interpretations of those lines I just read. <laughs> but um, in keeping with our stated purpose here, let's consider how these instructions can be understood mystically and practically. 
Um, so you've returned to the center of the temple, but now you understand that having formulated this universal circle uh, with the tetragrammaton, um, this is the center of the universe. This, you're standing not just in the center of a physical circle, but as a representation of, of the circle of all, if you will. Um, when you're back in this space, draw a symbol of your preference, which for you represents the rosy cross. Your teacher, if you're in AA, will have given you some instructions on this. Um, other orders may, may have other things they recommend at this point. But uh, some examples, something that represents the union of opposites. Uh, could be an onk, a circled cross, um, the solar lunar combination glyph of Tomegatherion. Uh, lots of potential examples here. The really important thing in my view is that it is something f that is powerful for you, that, it, that you will immediately resonate with as, as a symbol of the union of opposites and of um, especially the, the union of adept and angel. So having returned to the center and drawn the symbol of the rosy cross, you point to the center and vibrate once again, Ararita. You'll recall that the, the instructions clearly say Ararita three times, so we're going to work in three Araritas here in what we're doing, and both of the the signs of Set Triumphant and Baphomet. So, Rosy Cross, one Ararita. Now, give the sign of Set Triumphant and focus all your might in a rush of upward aspiration to the HGA as you vibrate Ararita. This is the communication of the sacrament. Next, give the sign of Baphomet, which is, you know, as you recall, the, the legs spread wide, the arms in an upward curve, and you're looking upward, and it's a receptive sign in many senses. So you're giving the sign of Baphomet, vibrating Ararita for the third time, and you feel a corresponding torrential downpour of the HGA's force filling you completely. This is the drinking of the sacrament. So do you see what we've done here? We've, we've drawn a symbol of the union of opposites. Then we've embodied as forcefully as possible the expressive upward uh, aspirational force to the angel. And then flung ourselves wide open for that influence to, to pour back into us. Uh, in a receptive way. So this is one reason why um, um, the ritual has so much uh, in common with Liber Samek, in my view. If you look at section G of Liber Samek uh, and read the, the scolion that describes the inner work that goes along with that section, uh, what Crowley's doing here is, is giving you the visualizations and the, and the inner energetic processes that that match this exactly where you're, you're doing this infinite upward expansion and infinite, infinite receptive, um, opening up. I'll leave it to you to explore, experiment and discover for yourself what is meant by the comment also shall set appear in the circle. This is one of those things that, uh, is best left to individual experimentation and interpretation in my view. Now, having done all of this, and believe me, if you've done this right, you'll be standing in the center of that circle, uh, really uh, intensely blissed out and energized. Um, then you pronounce uh, a unique set of phrases as follows. Uh, 
omnia in duos, duo in unum, unus in nil, hac nec quator, nec omnia, nec duo, nec unus, nec nil sunt. And this translates as all in two, two in one, one in none. These are neither four, nor all, nor two, nor one, nor none. So once again, with this phrase, we affirm the unity of all, uh, in spite of its apparently multifold manifestations. Everything is collapsing into one. In fact, uh, we affirm that everything is one. Now, um, the next phrase is more Latin here. Um, it is Gloria Patri et Matri et Filio et Filii et Spiritui Sancto Externo et Spiritui Sancto Interno ut erat esterit in saecula saeculorum sexonuno per nomen septimenuno Ararita. Now, once again, vibrate the full phrase for Ararita or just the, the Notarchon, as you prefer. The translation of this is Glory be to the Father and the Mother and the Son and the Daughter and the Holy Spirit without and the Holy Spirit within, as it was, is, will be, for ages and ages, six in one through the name seven in one, Ararita. Beautiful, beautiful. And so we're affirming several things that we've just done here. We're affirming the Father, Mother, Son, Daughter, um, Tetrad. The, the tetragrammaton in the circle that we've just created. Um, we're affirming one way of thinking of this Holy Spirit duality is the um, the Holy Spirit without is that infinite uprush. The Holy Spirit within is that infinite receptivity. Um, and the six in one, uh, you know, you've got the hexagram having six points and and, and one center. Um, and the name Ararita itself, seven letters, and one truth. Then let him repeat the signs of LVX, but not the signs of NOX, for it is not he that shall arise in the sign of Isis rejoicing. So, a peculiar phrasing there, and uh, certainly something else worthy of your exploration and experimentation. The implication someone or something else arises in the sign of Isis rejoicing. What might that be? Uh, what transformation has been accomplished in the magician or in the space or in the universe that is sealed and signified by the sign of Isis rejoicing? I encourage you to try it out and come to your own conclusions about that. So that's our walkthrough of the ritual. I hope... Um, I hope this has been useful for you, and uh, as always, especially in a practical way where you might be encouraged to go try this if you haven't, and uh, think about it differently if you have been doing it and, uh, and want to refresh your practice. Um, as always, I'd love to get your questions and comments at uh, david at livingthelema.com. Visit the website at livingthelema.com for, uh, for resources. Uh, the Living Thelema book is now available in all formats via the About the Book page at livingthelema.com. So thank you very much for listening, for your support, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Love is the law, love under will. <laughs>